Welcome to the Theatre of Others podcast. My name is Adam Marple, and I'm the co-artistic director of the Theatre of Others. With the COVID-19 pandemic forcing a shutdown and re-evaluation of space and gathering, we at the Theatre of Others are thinking about what stories we need and how best we can share them. We believe space is psychology, and it informs the way in which an audience interacts and reacts to what is presented to them. We create uniquely theatrical events in bespoke sensory performance spaces crafted to encourage curiosity and grant the audience permission to commune with the play. Now that that space has moved online, how can we encourage interaction and action amongst an audience virtually? The Theatre Brothers produces plays that both welcome and challenge the audience. We are committed to international collaboration and are a laboratory that helps artists grow through intensive study of their craft. The Theatre Brothers creates a shared community of artists and audiences for the purpose of exploring the most profound issues of our lives and times. We believe the play watches the audience. The audience is necessary and they are witness to what happens. And you get to be witness to us making that happen. The purpose of this podcast is to open up our process and let you in. We're peeling back the curtain, so to speak, and encouraging you to follow along, to ponder, prod, and question, to join us and criticize us if need be. Being a witness is no passive task, and it requires much from you. Are you up for the journey? On the podcast today from Melbourne, Australia, our co-artistic directors, Woody Miller, and myself in Cairo, Egypt. This podcast contains explicit language. Hi, Adam. How you going? <laughs> I'm all right. How are you? Ooh, Lord have yeah. mercy. I'm oh, no. tired. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> I just had... Three weeks of non-stop teaching here Sounds in delicious. America. Sounds delicious. Yeah, it was delicious. It was very delicious. But my body's like, whoo, you need to go home and see your mama now. <laughs> <laughs> well, good thing that you are going home to see your mama. We'll see my mommy tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to quiz you. Okay. Who's on my hat? I can't see it. I can't see. Hold on. The, the light is... I, it's not helping. You got to get closer. Is that is that Whoopi? From? Color Purple. Boom. 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 <laughs> That's it. Okay. All y'all black folks that I've been showing this hat to that have not been able to identify really? who is on my hat. Really? Wow. Who is on my hat? You know your names. I'm not going to blast you in the podcast. <laughs> you know your names. You should wow. be ashamed. I got a white man that knew Whoopi Goldberg as Celie in the color purple on my hat immediately. It's a fabulous hat, isn't it? Yeah, it's cute. How could they not know? Adam Marple. But then, you know, what we had them do, you know, to to reclaim their blackness, they had to sing at least one verse of the Black National Anthem. To redeem themselves. Wow. Uh, Yeah. Do you know the Black Black National Anthem, Adam? No, as you alluded to before, I am white and white presenting as well. So I know white people that know the song. I honestly don't even know that there was a black national uh, anthem. Uh, 
I mean, you know, Adam, I, I take that back. I take that back. Adam yeah. Marple. I bet if I heard it, I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. The Black National Anthem. Uh, sing it. Do it a little bit. Sing a, sing a verse. A verse that I would, like, sing a chorus or whatever. I'm only going to sing the beginning part. Because okay. that's the other part I know. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've lost your card as well. <laughs> Turn it in. Rip it up. Okay. It goes, it goes like this. It goes like this. It goes like this. Lift every voice oh. and sing. Yes, I know this song, of course. I know that was mm-hmm. the Black National Anthem. I just knew this song. That's the Black... Okay, sing it then. I don't... I, I don't sing. You know I don't sing. I don't know words. I don't uh, know words. Uh, oh, you don't mm-hmm. sing now. Mm-hmm. I know it, yes. <laughs> okay. Ebony and ivory... See, I know it. Live together in perfect harmony. <laughs> oh wait, wait! I know, I know. Shalia is listening. I know Shalia listening. Shalia was telling Shalia. I'm going to tell you a story. This, this Shalia has. I, I don't know. I think maybe I'll just. Um, I, the, I was wondering if I should save it for the next time she comes to visit. But she was telling me about like. She was telling me about like her uh, lift every voice and sing black national anthem song as a kid. Um, and it would, they learned from a white woman <laughs> Yeah, in Oakland, Hayward, Stockton, Why not? Why not? East Bay. Why not? <laughs> and she made them paper, di- paper dashiki hats. Okay. That's a, that's a bridge too far. I was, I was with you till then. I was like, good, this is fantastic. Bridging the divide, healing the nation. Step away from the dashiki hat, lady. Step away from the dashiki hat. She was enthusiastic. You know, another enthusiastic white woman. You know how they get. A bit too much. (laughs) A bit too much. Just a tad. But see, it's, but look, it's, it's actually on par because I also saw, I saw Hamlet in the park. Yes, you told me. And, Atu Blankson Wood, he is a fantastic actor. He's a fantastic actor. And he's the reason why I stayed. You know, it was it was really sad to see all these stiff actors around him and him just like really just he's a perfect example of an actor who is so um empathic and um generous. And w- when you're working off of a company of actors that really just felt like every impulse that they were directed out of, you know what I mean? Like it was so, and the, the blocking was bad. Like I w- and the, 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 the set design was bad and the costumes were bad. And it was, it was, ugh. you know, I was, I was, I was feeling really bad for Atu, but I, but I was also very, very, proud and impressed with what he was able to do um, with what he was given. He's a fantastic actor, you know? And I think if anything, y'all go see Atu. You need to see Atu as Hamlet and see what he's able to do with what he's been given. Cause Kenny Leon was like. Director Kenny Leon. Yeah, exactly. I'm just looking honey, at Honey, Adam Marple. It huh. was like, he was like, um, it was like black on black on black on black. America. It was like American black, then African black. We had to put in some like, like Nicki Minaj. I was like, "There's gonna be a stripper pole coming up out of the floor." There's gonna be a stripper pole coming up out of the floor. The dumb show when you know when the players come. Yeah. 
Uh, and then, okay, so there are all these songs that he just added in, you know, because he wanted to. And then he had, like, he made the dumb show, like, this, like, rap thing with, like, Hoochie Mama dancers and, mm. and didn't even didn't even keep the language that actually Hamlet is supposed to talk about in his speech and respond to. Oh, and that all the other characters right are supposed to respond to. It's trash. Oh. That Stacey Abrams sign? Yeah, um, this is... This is it's oh it's amateur oh god it's so it's bad bad it's bad but Atu is good Atu is really good y'all go see Atu you got well, it. and it's free well, I've got a former student a in it Cornelius Cornelius McMoller is in it well this is this is the thing this is the thing it, it's free <laughs> yeah it's free <laughs> they exactly. got it's free but you know but you but I, you need to see Atu Atu is really working his ass off and I, I it's one of those things that, like. It's just a great study on what you have to do when you aren't getting what you need and how you take care of yourself. He does, there's some moments where he's quite really just specific and, and gentle. And, and the person he's acting across from, and you know me, Adam, what's the first thing I don't want to see in a Hamlet? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast Audio Branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. White people. <laughs> Amen. And then the second thing? Given circumstances. <laughs> My question to you is, in the play Hamlet, yes. what I, do I not want to see and what particular character? You do not want to see fa 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 from Gertrude. You don't want to see... Thank you. You don't want to see floppy, prouncy, Britishy acting. fa 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 Hamlet. Fa 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 Hamlet, and I got a fa 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 Hamlet. Yeah, I got a fa fa Hamlet. Fa 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 fa. From the Gertrude. <laughs> From the Gertrude. She's a good actress, Lorraine Toussaint. There's, a, yeah, and look at who, look actress. who's playing. Look who's also look who's playing. Um, look who's playing uh, Claudius. He's a great actor. Yeah, exactly. John Dillard exactly. Thompson. They are so poorly directed. He made some of the best actors in the industry boring, predictable, self-conscious, trapped in their throat. The director ruined them. Wow. That's such a shame. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's free, folks. Just go and see it. It's free. <laughs> Thank God it's free. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. It's free. <laughs> Look, in my, in my hat. Till you do right by me, every other play you're going to do going to fail. Kenny Leon. <laughs> poor Kenny. No, not poor Kenny. Poor actors. Uh, and there was a, and, there, and apparently the, the set, 
was repurposed from his Much Ado. Like, it's the Much Ado set. Yes. From last year? Yes. Why? Is the public that poor? Has theater gotten that bad? Girl, are we, are I don't we at, know. Are we, are we at the place? Is, it was so trashy. Wow. Hey, is that are those rubber bands on your, on your water bottle? It is to remind me to drink. I take a rubber band off whenever I finish one of them. So, yes. Wow. Yeah. Now, is it one sip, two sips, three sips? It's many sips, and then I can take it off, so. I have not had any water today. It's it's too late in the day for me to just now be finishing a water bottle. Oh. I was driving all day long, so. Yeah. Were you driving and texting? No, my mother was driving and I was texting. I was going to say, because you were texting me while you were driving. That is illegal here. You cannot do that. That is illegal everywhere. <laughs> yes. Have you heard about the new things that they're doing with the with the phones? What new things with the phones? That you can't use your phone while the car is good on. Good. And they block your phone. Good. It should be. That's freaking... People are, people are distracted enough as it is to be carrying around two tons of metal wrapped around their body at 80 miles an hour and talk to somebody <laughs> on the phone. First off, I, I, don't, I don't know anything that is so important that needs a phone call anymore. Don't call me. Don't ever call me. <laughs> I'm perfectly happy with WhatsApp messages or this right here. Wow. This medium right here. If I, if I want to talk to you, I will get on the Zoom with you. Don't call me. <laughs> wow. Adam Marple. Yeah. It has it come to this. Oh, yeah. Totally. Like, I'm I'm leaning into the stereo, the millennial stereotype. Nope. I won't, I won't answer phones. I won't answer phone calls. Somebody will call me. I'll let it ring to a message and then they'll text me and say, Hey, I just tried to call you. And then I'll be like, yes, can I help you? <laughs> uh-uh. Uh-uh. I'm not answering a phone call. I don't, I don't want to talk to anybody. I know. I try calling you all the time and you just don't answer. Yeah. But look, I get on a video call with you every single week. I know. And you're so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> you go girl. You go girl. <laughs> hey, I heard that we have some comments and questions. We do. We do from our dear friend and future Cheryl Crawford, Mark Nanup. Yay! <laughs> Mark Nanup is our future Cheryl Crawford. <laughs> he he's not agreed to do anything. No, 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 no. Mark. Mark Nanup is our future Cheryl Crawford. Look in the show notes who Cheryl Crawford is, and then hashtag slash Mark Nanup. Mark, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have dragged you into this. <laughs> Uh, but we do no, have. I want. I want Mark Nanum to be our Cheryl Crawford. Mark, will you be our Cheryl Crawford? I don't think Mark wants to be our Cheryl Crawford. I think Mark wants to have his own this. career doing his own thing. Um, <laughs> okay, we have a comment, and then we also have a question from Mark. So this is fantastic. Oh, he's our new. He's our new number one. Ah, uh, yeah, Mark Nanup is. Yeah. Well, you know, he's always been our number one. Yeah. Um, okay, so comment. As Shakespeare fan, can you please get Booty to tell everyone about his interpretation of Othello? We did it second year VCA and made me not want to audition for Othello ever again. His interpretation was wow. so much more, his interpretation was so much more interesting and so much more watchable because it showed layers and made people think about what they were watching and created a world that people were not used to seeing from such well-known play. It felt like watching Othello for the first time, and I would love to see it done on the main stage one day. Booty. Tell us about Othello. 
Well, I had a black Othello. <laughs> well, there it is, folks. That's all you need. You're already 90% different than most productions of Othello since Shakespeare's time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 honestly, I, I'm, I'm thinking about, like, what specifically is he talking about? <laughs> Um, because Your what I did was I wanted, well, I, what I wanted to do is I wanted to, and it was pretty like, it was pretty edgy. It's an edgy thing to do at the school. And, you know, some people were like, why are you doing this? And all I did was I took all of the, the global majority kids and put them on the, the same play. <laughs> and, and I had, and, and I had two beautiful white boys <laughs> and the rest were all global majority. Um, and, and they were like, why are you doing it? I said, well, it's, it, I wanted to do this because it's, a, we do, we do dif- things differently when we're together, you know? And, it w- and, and then I also had a female, uh, African-American, uh, Australian female, um, as Othello. And, uh, so it was a queer story. I made it a queer story. Uh, had, um. A beautiful um, Asian Australian for uh, um, Desdemona, and um, the the Iago was our big our big <laughs> our big floppy white boy. I call him a big floppy white boy. He's gonna laugh when he if he ever hears this, because um, he was floppy and he was wonderful, and it was great to give him to give him you know to make him to push him to to be a leading man. Um, but I think the other thing that Mark might be alluding to is, uh, that I, I addressed, uh, gender and power and, uh, uh, um, leadership around the guise of the military as not being gender specific, but being the role. So I didn't change. I actually didn't change any of the. Um, the gender, like the gendering in the, in the, in the play, you know, when you, when you, like, when they say, sir, you know, they, then speaking to a woman, a sir, she represents that, that, that female actor represented the, 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 um, institution of the military. Um, and, uh, and they would, and so I didn't, I didn't genderize anything. And so, um, it, Force the audience to kind of soften their brains around these concepts and these roles of gender, and really went into the relationships. Um, and it was very like it was a very military bunker kind of thing. Um, the world was, um, and I don't know what, what else Mark is thinking of. I, it, we 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 just. We had a really good cut of it of the play, and we 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 just told the st- story simply. We there weren't really any big bells or whistles. We just went into this space of having having um, uh, a female Othello, but you know, having female play male roles in, in Shakespeare is not innovative. It's, you know, it's like it's been done. Um, and but I think I think what he what was really exciting for him was. That to have a kind of global majority representation in an institutional setting, the way the way I pushed it forward like that, was refreshing. Um, and the other thing is that 
you know, the mo- mo- the majority of, of theater in Melbourne doesn't really push audiences. It's a lot of people that know each other and they, they regurgitate their own, they're the same, you know, so- styles and, and themes and aesthetics and they hire themselves and they laugh at their own jokes and, you know, it's, and it's, a, it's, it's, it's a small theater community, you know? So when that happens, you know, you don't get inspired and that, you know, and I think that's really where uh, institutions are coming in and, and push the, the narrative of educating people around what theater can be. But I really appreciate Mark saying that, um, that he was quite moved and inspired by it. Um, that was a while ago when he was a second year doing Shakespeare. So that it, that it resonated for him as a student. I, I'm, that, that, that really makes me happy. What do you see Othello being about? I think Othello is about, for me, what I, what I, what I was directing around was um, desire and ego because everyone's ego is a hot mess. Everyone's ego is a hot mess and desire, ego and reputation. Um, uh, Claudio's, uh, Claudio, that's his name, right? Claudio, what's, what's his name? The, 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 fucking hell, what's his name? Is it Claudio? Claudio? Cassius, 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 not Claudio, Cassius, Cassius. Um, when he's, uh, Claudio's, that's, uh, the other play. Oh, <laughs> uh, Cassius, when he, when he talks about, when he, I feel like the actual center of the play is his monologue around his reputation and how he loses it. My reputation, my reputation, like, and because the whole play is about reputation and the way that, the way that, that, where that, 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 um, that monologue soliloquy speech, it's more of a monologue is, is positioned it's it's right in the center and and right before everything just falls apart, and when he and the, and the, and he's a beautiful character. He's just he's a beautiful, like simple, uh, trustworthy person, and and to have someone who is supposedly so good be turned inside out through rumor and uh, and accusation and have that just completely destroy a human being that their reputation is what they hold. Cause I, you know, I often say you have to hold on to your reputation with your life. You know, I say that to the act- my actors all the time because oftentimes that's all you have, you know, for the actors that are still building their career. Oftentimes all you have is your reputation. Um, so I think the, the center for me uh, centers around that particular speech, my reputation my reputation, you know, and, and for, and if you use that as the center, then that can be the, the threading um, spine throughout the entire show because everyone's dealing with that. Every single character in the play is dealing with reputation, which is also ego and, 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 and desire. No, I, I mean, I asked that because, 
so many productions obviously take race and the jealousy between Iago and Othello and him being different than everybody else. But by making global majority casting, it takes that kind of thing out of it. And then it's, it decenters that conversation. So it can become about that. That's why I was asking about how, how did you look at that? Because when you think of Othello, you think of the more, you know, Othello, the more, which is a stand-in for African. The black I'm guy. Sorry. Yeah, stand-in <laughs> for black guy, whatever that means in, in your cultural context, wherever you are in the world. And then the, and then the others who are not that, who are the majority in this civilization. So that's why I was, that's why I was asking, like, how do you, how, what is that story then if it's not that? And I actually, I actually kind of like that. I like that interest. That, that's, that's, it's a way of looking at the story fresh with new eyes, not having seen it before, because otherwise all you're focusing on is that black guy is being wronged by all those white people. And that's all you can <laughs> see. And that's all you can see yeah. in that, in that, in that, um, in that interpretation. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, so that's, that's, that's what I dealt with. I dealt with the reputation. And it, what was cool, what's cool about it is it's, if you, if you get an opportunity to go into that text, y'all, like go in there with the with the this the, this the filter of like okay this play is about reputation and you'll go, you're gonna see just how much flares. I mean it 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 it's like the father's reputation about the the, the daughter being with the more the uh, Othello's reputation about being being who he is and and then what happens with all of his pa- with all of his passion and and desire and also letdown and grief and fear and fragility and trauma you know that that he covers up you know and then one small thing everything falls apart and the reputation is completely turned inside out and it's on and and what's interesting is iago is is riding on his good reputation while yeah. being the sinister underhand underneath it all. Hmm. Do you think, do you think then that, uh, and this is a loaded question, um, that we've gotten stuck in race. For so Cassio long is his name, not Cassius. Yeah. Cassio. My Cassio. God, my brain. I'm like, it's too much sugar. Have we got Casio, y'all? My brain. Have we gotten stuck in race in this play so much that we kind of overlook and have missed what the play is about in, in, in your interpretation? It's the. I mean, is it? Has has the race of that character been so? I don't want to say overly defined, but the play is about that. Merchant of Venice is is about the Jewishness is, it, or, or, or are we right to have gone down that road? And it's, it's, it's that. And so then this is a interpretation. What, what do you think? What do you think about that? I'm just trying, trying to think of like, have we missed, uh, have we missed meaning because we focus on maybe the wrong thing or is the, or 
it's not, it was never meant to be, I mean, it's Shakespeare's time. It probably was not meant to be as important as we have made it in our time in our understanding of character and identity and humans, <laughs> full human beings. I don't know. My question is there. I'm just, I'm just wondering like, because I've never heard, I've never heard this because Othello was always about a black man being wronged by a lot of white people. That's what the play was <laughs> until you've just said, so it I this. guess, I guess it was innovative. I was like, because for me, like, I think it was, a, I think the, the race, uh, the race scenario was too simple. And we, and on the first day we talked about it. I was like, uh, this race scenario is just pretty, I mean, it's, it's low hanging fruit. What happens if we actually go deeper into the relationships and see what is really happening? Hmm. Because that's an easy, it's, it's an easy, it's easy to just go, well, that, you know, that he's, he's a, he's a black man that's been wrong. So then it becomes, so then it becomes a very emotionally charged um, representation of the world. But like the small nuances of like, the question of why him and not me? What have I done wrong? You know, Othello says, why him and not me? When he's talking about Desdemona, you know, Iago's like, why him and not me? When he's talking about Othello, Mm. you know, and it's like, and when you, and when you're dealing with it in that sense, it's like, well, that's 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 deeply human. That's no race has a monopoly on that those feelings. Mm. And it was really it was really great to see um, the actor playing uh, Othello, Shawnee Jones, uh, her interpretation because. She had, she was really, she was really tough. And when things fell apart for her, like, like it, it wasn't, it wasn't insanity. Like what, what, like we, like you often see, like, like a fellow's going crazy. Like he's going, he's, he's had, a, um, he's having a seizure. Um, but the seizure came from the trauma of the passion being so big that it, it's like you like the brain just flips into it's like it's like like for instance for instance i like years ago i was in this show and the director was really fucking stressing me out and he stressed me so he stressed me so much that i got vertigo like i literally got vertigo because my brain couldn't take the stress and it's like that. It's and and when you're dealing with when you're dealing with all of the you know the things that Othello is like pushing up against, you know, it's like you have you have you have a position of power, and the whole system is trying to destroy you, right? You have you have a, a you have a love affair 
and the whole system is trying to destroy that, you know? And mm-hmm. all you have is your reputation about being the upstanding. I mean, like when he goes and pleads the, 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 the truth of his relationship at the top of the play, it's built, it's built on his reputation. And Desdemona backs it up. It makes, and that's it, not it, about race. No, it, <laughs> and the thing is, is that the problem I've always had with the play is all the stuff with Othello and Iago and Desdemona all makes sense. All that other stuff, all those other scenes, it's just, it's just, it doesn't make any sense in the story of if the story is about race. If the story is only about a black man being wronged by all these white people, then why are we spending so much time with Cassia? Why are we spending so much time with Anabarbus? Why are we spending so much time with whoever and whoever and whoever? This should just be a, a scene between four people, a play between four that's people. That's why Cassio is so important. That's why Cassio is the right. actual center of the play. Right. Cassio is really, really, really important. And well, I'm his, really happy his, that I can remember his name, Cassio. Remember, remember when... Um, uh, something I used to do with with Shakespeare: find the find the word that is mentioned the most in every single play yeah. and build it around yeah. that. It's Cass- Cassio. Yeah. The name Cassio is the most mentioned word in all of Othello. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Really, the most remember the most mentioned word in Hamlet is come. The most mentioned yes. word in Winter's Tale is bear. <laughs> I love doing that. I love playing wow, that game. I love yeah. that. I love that. Yeah. It's Cassio. It's Cassio. Yeah. Look at how smart I am. Yeah. Yeah. See, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it, Mark. I knew it. <laughs> Thank you for uh, like squeezing that one out of me because I really, I yeah, we, did that, we did we did that show uh, uh, five six years ago, you know. So like, and you know, it was just, I was. It was like, I've got to direct a show and, you know, it's the second year show. But you know me, when I got to do something, I, I don't just do it half-assed. Like, I'm really going to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And um, I think that was quite intimidating to the academics in the in the um, department because they don't have a... It's about a black aesthetic. man being wronged by white people. Do that play. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 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 I mean, it, it was also, you know, like, what? You take, you're taking all the, the, the color kids and you put them in one play? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> we're doing Shakespeare and we're doing Othello. <laughs> yeah. And then I said, it's not about race. We're not looking at race. We're not looking at race. It's about reputation. Wow. Okay. Well, um, there we go. Do we have another uh, question? Yeah. From, from Mark as well. Oh, what did Mark say? I've seen a few different productions at a theater company in Sydney where they keep bringing on a character in the last 15 minutes of a two hour long play. Do you think it's fair for an actor to have to wait that long to be on stage for 15 minutes? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That's the job. Is he, is he getting paid? (laughs) Yeah. That's the thing. Did he sign a contract? Is he getting points for yeah. his equity? Yeah. yeah. That's the well, job. Mark's not getting points for equity in Australia. So well. <laughs> Mark's going, I'm not taking a job where I'm only going to stand around 15 minutes. 
I mean, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's the, what's the, that the homeless man in uh, cherry orchard who stumbles in halfway through the play <laughs> completely changes the play. Oh, and yeah. You never see him Wait, again. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The drunk, the drunk homeless. Yeah. Was he drunk? Yeah. 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 At the, at the party. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you could recast him as the postmaster or the station master in Act Three, but like, it doesn't have the same flair unless you have somebody actually show up that you've never seen before. Yeah, one of my one of my favorite um, Chuck Me. He has he's he has this character in a lot of his plays called Bob the Pizza Guy. He shows up in like six or seven of his plays, and he only comes in to do this amazing, beautiful monologue, uh, and then he's never seen again. And it's usually the same actor who I, I've seen. I've seen four or five of his plays where this guy comes in, and it's always been the same actor who's played that same role. And I always keep thinking, like, what a nice job that that uh, the GM, the, the actor, has playing this character continuously in plays. He gets to come in, do this beautiful monologue, and go home. That's all. He doesn't need to stay for curtain call. <laughs> he just gets paid, you know, to do this. He doesn't so, stay for curtain call. No. Nah. No. Nah. Comes so he in, comes in like the act like the actual pizza guy that's just like making good delivery. That's the whole point. That's the whole point of the show. Is is that is is was that real? Was that not real? I love it. It's beautiful. Yeah. Where can you can you pull up the monologue? How long is it? It's long. It's too long for this. But oh man, we're gonna be in the show notes, right? Yeah, I'll put it in the show notes. You gotta put it in the show notes because we gotta we gotta see here the epic pizza delivery man monologue. So yes, sure. Mark, that's the answer. Yes, yes, it's fair. <laughs> it's the business, baby. You're telling you're telling a story. You're not you're not part of the, you're part of storytelling, and you're not part of the storytelling. You're part of the storytelling when it's time for you to walk on stage. Yeah, <laughs> for your 15 minutes of fame, and then go back in the back <laughs> yeah. and learn your lines for your Hamlet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're getting paid. If you're not getting paid, then you know there's another argument. Well, it doesn't matter. If you're not getting paid, and why you don't even have to do it. But I mean, is it fair? I mean, the actor took the role. The play, the playwright, the playwright wrote the play to be that way. There's some reason to have a mysterious character that only comes in in the last 15 minutes of the play. Dramaturgically, Mm -hmm. if it works, then it works. Yeah. Mm Hmm. I'm I am simultaneously looking for this monologue as we're speaking. So I do. Oh, are you? Yeah. I love this thing. But we can't we can't do it. It's too long. Too long. It's too long. It's gonna be too long. And out of context it won't make it? any sense. And it's just really oh. kind of But I thought he's out of context. Yes, but he comes in the middle of he breaks into something. And that's what is that's that's the con- the context of the entire thing, the meta context of that. But if I just do this, it'll be like, oh, what a cool monologue! Instead of like, oh, <laughs> in the middle of the play, uh, the pizza. So yeah, literally, the stage directions are Bob the Pizza Boy, a character we have not seen before, enters from where the marching band exited with a pizza box in his hand, and yet I think nonetheless, forgiveness is possible. <laughs> and he just starts. He just starts speaking in the middle of like. Hello, who are you? From the audience, basically from where the audience came in, holding a pizza box. Beautiful. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Also, did you hear the stage direction? There was a marching band that came through. So there's also that. The marching band was (laughs) Chuck Me, ladies and gentlemen, Chuck Me. 
<laughs> well, you know, the, the more theaters need to be doing plays like that. Should we uh, take a break and uh, um, come back with some provocations? Yeah, I think so. I don't know what we're going to call yeah. this episode, but yeah. <laughs> the, the episode one one eighty, the Mark Nanup question and answer session. <laughs> Mark, oh, we could just call it. We uh, we can we can call it. Um, does Booty know the name of the characters of the play? <laughs> I, no, the answer. Everybody will know. No, he's not going to know. He's no. not going to know this name of the character of that play that he directed. <laughs> I know, but I directed it five years ago, and I'm tired. Cassius, Cassio, Cassio, Cassius, Cassio. Yeah, Cassio. not Claudio. See, my my dyslexic brain is going Cassius, Claudio, Cassio, Cassio, Cassio. Yeah, Michael Cassio. Cassio. Michael Cassio. Thank you, Michael Cassio. So, do you think we should take a break? Yeah, let's, let's take a break. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, non-binary conforming individuals, you are listening to the Stereo Silence of JDB Jack David And we're back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Adam. <laughs> My blood sugar's low. I'm, hey, it's all right. Hey, I'm I'm I am road tired. Your blood sugar's dropping. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when Jack David Burmester leaves us. And sometimes does work you know, sometimes sometimes it's a it's a slow theater week. We don't always have to be on the, you know, the burning topics. We don't always have to be right there on top of the the, the cutting edge of theater. It's 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 July. Well, Nothing's we are. happening in the theater. Nobody's going to the but theater right are. now. <laughs> well, you're going to see a, a repurposed <laughs> barn from repurposed barn from last year's play with some bad acting choices by Kenny Re- Leon. Repurposed house and a repurposed banner, Stacey Abrams banner and Hamlet. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it. Okay, so what's your provocation, Adam? I, I don't know, honestly. I don't know how to tie in anything into <laughs> my provocation. My provocation is to read Hamlet and learn the characters' names. <laughs> no, Othello. You have to learn Othello and learn the characters. Oh names. wait, read Othello. <laughs> God. Dear listener, I'm very sorry for today's episode. (laughs) It is midsummer. We are tired. There's nothing happening in the theater. Oh my God. (laughs) Wow. Wow. I am uber dyslexic right now. Wow. (laughs) My brain. Wow. I'm dick lick sex. Not to be confused with lick sick dick. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what's happening right now. Wow. My provocation is to read <laughs> Hamlet. Read Hamlet. Go see the show in the park 
and tell me if it's the play or not. My provocation is to read Othello <laughs> and try to take race out of it as in your reading of it. Try to focus on what Booty was talking about, the reputation. I'm going to, I'm going to do the same. I've not, I, <laughs> I'm gonna, I we're going to lose our reputation after this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we got a reputation. Hey. <laughs> Jack Henry Burmester is going to be like, Oh, he's going to have, he's going to have so much behind the scenes stuff to put onto YouTube. And it's probably, I have a feeling like this is going to be, it's just yeah. going to be behind the scenes. It's just the entire episode is just him. Going well. This will be our. This will be on the gag reel. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how will we know that they've done this out of Marvel? Well, they can leave a they can leave a message like Mark Nanup did on our Instagram from two months ago. We finally get around to reading it. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna go to speakpipe.com backslash theater mothers. Speakpipe.com backslash theater brothers, theater with an R E, theater brothers, all one word. <laughs> you leave a 90 second voicemail there. We'll read it on air, maybe. We'll see. Who knows? They can also go to podcast at theater brothers, send us an email. We haven't had an email in a long time. We're looking forward somebody to those. Somebody send us an email. Somebody send, somebody send us an email for God's sake. Make us, make, us, uh, make us hope that our email still works. Or our Instagram, like Mike Mark did. We're on the gram, y'all. We're on the gram, y'all. We got a Facebook. We also got our website. We have so many ways of getting in touch with us. We're on the new threads. I made sure that we're on threads now, the Twitter killer, whatever the hell that is. Boom. Boom. I'm not using it. We are on the Twitter killer. (laughs) I'm not using it. You're not using it. Tondi's not using it. But how, you know, how are they going to know if they, if they, (laughs) how are they going to know about these episodes, Booty, unless they do what? Subscribe, 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 subscribe. 17 times you need to subscribe. We come, yeah, you have to. Because if you hit it once, you got to hit it twice. And if you hit it twice, you got to hit it a third time. Because then you have to subscribe subscribe again. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But then you forgot that you subscribe. Subscribe. You hit it a fourth time. You forgot to subscribe. And you add another subscribe. And you subscribe. And then subscribe. And subscribe. Subscribe. Unsubscribe. Subscribe. There we go. And if you really like us, uh-huh. you can do like my Uber driver does. Yeah. You give me five star. I give you five star. It is a win-win. It is a zero-sum game. Non-zero-sum game. It is a non-zero-sum game. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. We come to your inbox every week. Sometimes you're going to wish we didn't. Sometimes you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna question. Maybe they should have taken a week off for vacation. Oh. <laughs> but no, 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 no. We will be there every week. <laughs> you just wait. We will have nothing to talk about, but we will still be in your inbox every Monday. <laughs> oh, and if you really like us, leave us a comment. These and fools. Say, you, I wish I could give them six or more stars because five is not enough. And then we will continue to rise in the rankings from the top 5% podcast of the world Mm -hmm. in the the world. Top top 5% podcast in the world. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And then we get Oprah. That's right. This amazing podcast is just waiting for Oprah to show up. Just this level of professionalism and scope. It's probably, this is probably going to go down as the one we turn in for the awards. This is <laughs> yep. the awards episode. This is our Peabody award winning. Yep. This is our Peabody award winning podcast. Yeah. <laughs> We are clearly an educational podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We know everything there is about the plays that we direct and read. Like the character names. Yep. Character <laughs> names. Cassio. Mm-hmm. Michael Cassio. Michael Cassio. Like the, like the piano. Cassio. Yep. Like the electric like, keyboard. <laughs> like the electric keyboard. Like the now watch. You're, you're dating yourself. You are dating yourself, Adam Marple. <laughs> you are now the oldest person on the podcast. <laughs> All I have to say, Adam, is till you do right by me, I'll see you next week. And I love you. I love Adam Marple. God knows I love Adam Marple. But I kill him dead if he's not here next week. <laughs> I love you, Adam. I love you too. See you next week. Yes. With with a topic, maybe. Maybe we'll have a topic. Mm. And for those of you who stay to the end, <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bless you. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for joining us this week on the Theater Brothers Podcast. Make sure to visit our website, theaterbrothers.org, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out, too. A special thank you to Purple Planet for the music you've heard. The Theater of Others creates a shared community of artists and audiences for the purposes of exploring the most profound issues of our lives and times. We believe the play watches the audience. The audience is necessary and they are witness to what happens. And you get to be witness to us making that happen. The purpose of this podcast is to open up our process and let you in. We're peeling back the curtain, so to speak, and encouraging you to follow along, to ponder, prod, and question, to join us and criticize us if need be. Being a witness is no passive task and requires much from you. Are you up for the journey? Be sure to tune in next week for our next journey. <laughs>